G'day, my name is James. Welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we preview the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Well, I'm joined by my friends and yours, uh, Thomas J. Camp. G'day, mate. Welcome. G'day, mate. Only two and a half hours after you said we'd be starting recording. And Tommy T. <laughs> G'day, mate. Happy public holiday to all of us. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We're down on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. I'm glad you're later because I was I left the city. It's like the only car going the opposite direction to everyone else leaving yep. the Mornington Peninsula. I'm not going to have a good time later. So the later I go home, actually, the better. So thanks for that. <laughs> you're uh, <welcome. laughs> Uh, lads, the second race of the season. Very exciting. Uh, we're going to Saudi Arabia. Um, the track oh, going. The, we're still there. The track's not that exciting. Um, but let's uh, let's start uh, with a question that I'll pose to both of you. Uh, is the Alonso hype too much too soon, Campy? Yes. Okay. Well, that's an incorrect answer. Tommy T, can you have too much hype for Fernando Alonso? I think no. Maybe. Thing is, right? It's He's pretty- not. It's pretty clear that Red Bull are going to win the championship this year, right? Yeah. So we've all automatically gone, you know what, actually we need something different. That's not an interesting storyline. What is we, an interesting we need We need Fernando Alonso yeah. and Aston Martin to be quick. I want Alonso to win a championship and I want, but I just can't see it happening this year. He'll be like, he'll be probably the second best car on the grid with him behind that wheel, you know. So he'll be fighting for that third place and their race pace looks great too so yeah. I think we'll see lots of podiums but wins and championships that's I mean if you're only going to go and look at George Russell's comment after the race last week about he's a big baby though oh isn't he, he carried on I was like geez boys you're showing your cards way too early one race yeah and uh but yeah Mercedes is going to struggle so I think uh yeah it's a shame it's a Which- shame for them but for Alonso he'll be getting seconds and thirds all year I'd and I was genuinely, genuinely like grain of salt when I was talking about a constructor beating the works team, but it looks like it could be that way with uh, this year with Aston. The way that they're looking, their car is set up so much better. They're utilizing that engine and that chassis better than what it seems the Merck is doing with the the design yep. route they've taken. Well, it comes down to the fact of side pods versus no side pods, right? Uh, and it's very evident, as you said, Campy, that the whole of the Mercedes team are not excited about their current design philosophy to the point where Hamilton, it's like Hamilton and Russell finished horrendously badly. No. They finished in fifth and seventh and Toto Wolff came out and said it's the worst day of racing. <laughs> you just know you've been doing what pretty do you mean well. mean it's the worst day point. of racing? <laughs> Whatever or just for the fact that this is the direction? I mean, talk about overhyping yeah. it up. Have some pump and nickel and settle they, down. They're thinking of like how long away the changes they need to make will be. Because it's it's not like they can just turn up this week and have a completely new car with the new philosophy. This is months and months of work, millions and millions of dollars. We won't even see the true development. If if they stop and scrap everything they've worked on and start from scratch, we still wouldn't see it in this like year, I wouldn't have thought, the development for that car. Yeah, and they can't afford to do that, can they, Campy? Because cost cap means that, I mean, they can move maybe very slowly, but it's not in years gone by where they completely just, you know, Turn on a fifty cent piece to make sure it. Turn well, on a fifty cent piece. I That's mean, not mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> the cost cap does throw up some realities for teams now, doesn't it? I mean, if you get something wrong, you can't invest to try and fix it, and that is that detrimental to the sport. I think for Mercedes, it's they have the capacity, they've got the means to throw money oh. at fix this car to get their card back to be up. 
you know, winning races again, but they're they're being dictated to by an organisation that says we don't want you to spend money. Well, mm. Yeah. I I hadn't seen it like this until then, but I think it's detrimental for the sport. I imagine a factory of people sitting at Mercedes, like literally like hands crossed, legs crossed, waiting for something to do. They're all ready and waiting, but they're not allowed to work because of the cost cap. That's what it feels like. They've what got a that great much mental image. But they have that much resource to throw at things and they just can't because this cost cap, like can't be saying. They said, no, you can only spend so much. Whereas in the past, Mercedes would have thrown so many people behind this and they would come up with something like, yeah. let's look at double diffuser time. Yeah. How many people jumped on that because they could? And you saw the teams with resource could adapt quicker than others. Teams who had no money couldn't do anything about that season. It was a write-off. But everyone had threw money and resource behind it to fix it as quick as possible. You can't do that anymore. Hmm. Yeah, that was a bit different because that was that was the, that was an issue they saw in the technical regulations. It was saying, you know, what what Braun did was is they put a hole somewhere they weren't allowed to put a hole and said it's not a hole, it's a <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. That yeah, is, and they got around it. But this is different. This is like fundamentally stuffing up their design philosophy and needing to improve, and they can't do it because they have limited resources to do so. We yeah. saw last year Aston bought their Aston 2.0 for last year, which was just a, yep. a carbon copy of the Red Bull. Yep. So they have grown on that and yeah. gone forward with it. Uh, yep. Does Mercedes do that again this year? I don't know, but it's it's not a good look when a customer team yeah. beating them. It's, it's kind of a worry as well, the amount that Mercedes is standing by and saying all of our data points to this being the way to go and all of our tests show that this is the way to go. It clearly isn't because whatever's happening in their wind tunnel and their simulations is completely removed from reality and how much pace that car actually has in the real world. The one great thing that I think Lawrence Stroll will be sitting in his, what I can only imagine is ginormous office. He has a whole <laughs> level of the campus to himself. Um, and fair enough too, why wouldn't you? The... the Lewis Hamilton has said at a last weekend, they, being Aston Martin, have half of our car. And Christian Horner and Sergio Perez equipping, it's nice to have three Red Bulls on the podium. You know, last year's car this way. <laughs> so not only is Aston Martin, was they can't say that it's totally Red Bull and it's totally Mercedes, but they've literally gone and taken the two best yep. parts of the two best cars apart from Ferrari. Yeah. And, and I've listened to plenty of other podcasts in the last week uh, and read heaps and heaps of articles about it, but... It comes back to the amount of gardening leave that a lot of these engineers uh, and designers and, and aerodynamicists at Aston Martin have had to had to take after leaving Red Bull, Mercedes, Renault, a whole bunch of other teams. That has now expired. Uh-huh. So what you're seeing is a result of some of the best minds that you know Aston Martin is no longer the team. You know the Jordan days or the Racing Point days oh. or the. Um, Force India yeah. days where they were like, oh, well, we're just getting every – we're squeezing everything we can out from every dollar. How many they times can we s- use this tea bag? Well, that's yeah. – <laughs> 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 I like that. It's very good thing to do. We have the communal tea bag. It's one a week, yeah. guys. Um, but it's no longer that. They've got so much money up to the cost cap, of course, but yep. that is no longer an issue for them. So the best of the best where they can get them coming to the team. And when it comes to that constructor element, Tommy Tez, you keep, keep saying, and absolutely, it's going to really change the way the whole sport – works, I think. Let's take a look back at Bahrain before we properly look at Saudi Arabia. Do you think there's much that we've learnt about the season already or do you think it's more to play out? Because we've obviously seen Charles Leclerc had a very big issue with his power unit, uh, which was no good. And and one of the things that Fred Vasseur said that you know Ferrari had to work on was strategy and reliability. Well, that's not gone so Oof. well so, so straight away for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
have his favorite thing to do is laugh at the Tifosi. Uh, and Red Bull just absolutely drove away with it. So, yeah. but camping, we saw at the beginning of last season, that was the other way around. Charles Leclerc drove away from it and Red Bull really was struggling to get it together. It was only at Saudi Arabia where Max Verstappen got the victory with Charles Leclerc and uh, Carlos Sainz behind him. I think the difference with, between last year and this year is that last year was the first year of a new regs for the cars and no one really knew. And it took five or six races to figure out the pecking order. Yep. This year we've already seen teams and drivers come out and talk about this Red Bull is so far in front of everybody else at the moment that oh. there is not a chance that we'll be able to pick it up. They won't win every race this year because history suggests that yeah. you don't win every race. Things go wrong, crashes happen, penalties are taken, et cetera, et cetera. They're the races that the other teams are going to be looking forward to and have to capitalise on it. Yep. But it will not surprise me one bit if Red Bull goes on to win 20 out of the 23 races oh, this year. Chances so. of Max beating his own record of most wins yeah. in the season is high. And Max in that car compared with Checo, Checo's yep. – I mean, the comparison for me is very similar to the Alonso-Stroll comparison that we yep. saw last weekend. Alonso in that car is 10 times better than what Stroll's in that car. Given he hasn't tested and he's only spent, what, three or four hours in the car realistically, yep. he'll get better and learn. But for a Constructors' Championship for Aston Martin, Lance Stroll is the Achilles heel, which will hurt them later on in the year. <laughs> I think if, if I was going to summarise, Checo had an average race and still got it on second. That's how good that car yeah. is. He didn't have to go that hard. He didn't have to drive the wheels off that or do anything miraculous. That car was just far and away better than anything else out there. Yeah. So that just kind of through just an average race, just doing his job, got to second. That's how far ahead Red Bull are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a bit of an interesting time, though, to, to hear a lot of people say, well, you know, historically the person who wins the first round in Bahrain then doesn't go on to win the championship and all of those yeah, sort of statistics, <laughs> which uh, mean absolutely nothing really. Um, but it is, I think, an interesting way to look at the rest of the field because they have everything to do and Red Bull has everything to lose, don't they? Yep. Let's look at the track. It's the third year we've been to Saudi Arabia and, and the Jeddah circuit for the first round, I think was only completed on the Wednesday before right. cars went out on the Friday. <laughs> so hopefully more of the circuit is put together this year. Maybe. Uh, but it is such a... It is such a demanding race. Second night race, we're going to have in a row, but a massive amount of corners to crash into. The barriers yep. are very close. It's worse in Singapore in a lot of ways for that reason, Campy, that yep. it's it's very, very tight. And blind. Yeah. But lots of blind corners. And we saw you can have big shunts. Mick Schumacher, of course, last year had yep. a massive shunt to a yep. point where... He sat out the race. Yeah. Well, well, A, they couldn't afford to replace the car, but B, he sat in the car for ages, remember... And the cameras had cut away. And for a long yeah. time, we were just questioning whether or not he was okay. Um, obviously, he's not sit- he didn't sit out the race. Well, he's used to sitting out this race, isn't he? This is the second year in a row he'll be sitting out the race. <laughs> uh, but for us, 4 a.m. race start in the East. Thank- I'm not Whoa. sure if that's good or bad, to be honest. I suppose it's fine because yeah. you can go straight into recording a podcast. Um, Max Verstappen won last year. And as I mentioned earlier, um, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz came second and third. But... Realistically, this is a track that is going to reward the brave and absolutely punish anyone who has any kind of moment yep. in the car. Yeah, you want confidence in your car here, right? Righto, everyone. Hang on. 
Got to pay the bills, Randy. Yep, we'll get back to our episode in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode. It is, of course, NordVPN. And if you're missing out on your favourite show because it's not available in your region, NordVPN is absolutely the VPN for you. If you're bored of watching whatever show you're watching at the moment here in Australia and you want to see what's on US Netflix, well, it's pretty simple. You log on to Nord and you simply select a different country, US or if you're trapped in the UK and you can't watch Extreme E-Live, for example, which is something that I know a lot of people suffered with over this weekend, you can change your VPN country location to somewhere else. Germany, as a example, that may or may not have absolutely worked for you if that is the interesting thing. Now, the great thing about NordVPN is that there's a 30-day money-back guaranteed. If you go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive, you'll be able to find out all of the information. You'll also be able to compare your current VPN provider with NordVPN service. So go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive right now to help support the show and keep your private time private. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I was just about to ask you, Tommy T, who do you think doesn't have confidence McLaren. in their car yet? I think McLaren's really in trouble, hey? They keep talking about this development that's coming. Well, I don't even know when they're saying. There's like a, a, a Yeah, Barker, that's right. Ram they're talking four. about this major development they've come through and it sounds like what we've talked about, cost cap, they can't have done it immediately. So they've had to roll that somewhat of last year's car before this next development comes. So kind of hard to know what they're learning right now that's going to continue on. Maybe it's some stuff about wings, but if it's a fundamental change, you kind of have to throw all that out and start again, I would have thought. Um, But that car is diabolical at the moment. Lando Norris has managed to put in a decent qualifying lap, but we saw like Oscar was doing fine in comparison to his teammate, but both, both of them were struggling with the setup of that car and the balance. They just can't trust it. And like around somewhere like uh, Saudi Arabia, that is not going to be a fun race. Yeah. I mean, Piastri did well last week in the sense that he made it up to 11th before the uh, before his engine troubles. Yep. And I know he went, he extended his stint a bit longer. But if you looked at it, I looked at his times and they're actually quite consistent, quite good. Yep. So that says to me the car's probably better on tyres. Yep. And they probably suit that gamble to go long on the first stint or start the on a gamble. hard on a. And I think for someone like, we still don't know anything about Piastri. We saw him for 15 laps in a race. Yeah. So this weekend will be good for him in the sense that it'll be good for him to drive a man's track. Look, this is this is a this is a racing driver's track. This separates the men from the boys and he will he will excel ex, like he'll excel in ways that he'll he'll beat Lando this weekend, I reckon. Ooh. Putting it out there. Okay, great. Big call. I like the big calls. Uh, Lots of conversation at the moment about Lando's exit clauses and if he even has any from McLaren. I'm sure he hopes he does. (laughs) That's not Uh, good news, is it? It's interesting, isn't it? That And it's funny how a lot of McLaren fans have turned against McLaren. Mm. A, it shows how fickle this sport is and and the Twitterati and and the inverted commas new fans, it's everyone, um, and how they will attack, you know, the best fans now attacking their, their team. But I couldn't help but laughing looking at, you know, I think McLaren put on a reel on Instagram saying like, oh, look at our new uh, sponsorship panels that change with the race. It's like and everyone heaped on going, oh. yeah, people want to leave halfway through when you're still running 19th and 20th and Android suddenly <laughs> want to remove their sponsorship from the car. Yeah. They can just automatically do that. And it's just like, and it, it's obviously not how it works, but from a fan's point of view, like stop spending time and energy on that and make the car work, which is the wrong way to think, but 
highlighting those things and making them such a focus distracts from what people want. And that's what people are attacking. It's like you're focusing on the wrong thing. Very interestingly, uh, just to bring Extreme Extreme E into it, which was also in Saudi Arabia this weekend, um, the the Zach Brown co-entry from season one is no longer a United car. It is just Andretti. So Andretti United. So Zach Brown's United Autosports has been removed from that partnership and is now just an interestingly straight Andretti. I wonder... Just to bring it to V8 Supercars, where the Walkinshaw Andretti United yeah. with Chazzy and everyone else, if we'll start to see different race series around the world wanting to maybe Distance. separate themselves a little bit from it. Um, there is now a McLaren team in Extreme A, so maybe that's the reason. But I just I thought that was very, very yeah. interesting. Uh, in terms of expectations for this weekend, uh, Campy, do you think anyone can realistically take the fight to Red Bull Racing? Nope, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> not over a race uh, distance. So should we get up before him then? Not over a race distance. Maybe one lap qualifying would be interesting, but I just think they've got too many weapons in the bag just that they can reach in and pull it out to destroy people. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Oh, jeez. The mixed metaphors. Who even knows? Had a long weekend, eh? <laughs> we are we are looking at a very kind of sun-kissed campy here, who just yeah. looks like he's ready to go to bed. He's he's yeah. mentally driven off into the summer. Yes. Uh, Got to go to the city. After Tommy T, but... do you think? Uh, do you think there's anyone who can realistically take? Because Fred Vasseur seemed pretty upbeat. It had to be said after Bahrain to say, "Look, we're going to work out these issues, and we think we're able probably to, to take it." one race into a new job of course he's upbeat I think Fred's got to be confident because he hasn't been able to instill much change as we've mentioned everything we're seeing now is the previous team principal or engineers and teams it's their work that's being shown nothing's going to really happen until after the mid-season break but based on pace of those Ferraris even before the things that went wrong I don't think they've got a chance they might be good at qualifying and that's what we've seen before is the Ferraris are good over one lap it might qualify well. We know Leclerc's really good at qualifying. But I think as soon as we get into a race distance, Max is just going to outmaneuver them and get in front and stay in front. Well, I mean, that is uh, probably what's going to happen, let's be honest, because Verstappen how many, is... How many DRS zones this weekend? Unbelievable. 17. 17? Just three, isn't it? Just three. Yeah. 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 Well, unless there's not, in which that case, is the, definitely that look is, that up. That <laughs> is the one redeeming factor of this track, that it races quite well with the However, DRS. Do you remember this? This is the track where we had Leclerc and Max strategically breaking to yeah. to be behind in a certain section of yep. the corner to collect the DRS to overtake again in the straight. So yep. there is three. There was this cat and mouse happening. I think it's on the back straight. Yeah. At the end of the back straight, you want to make sure you're getting DRS on your opponents. So on the front straight, you can just go. Yeah. Well, there's a hairpin to go yeah. back onto the start. Yes, the start straight, and that's where they fart around a bit too. And there's some. <laughs> it's very funny. Everyone's trying to outbreak each other. Yeah, I remember like Max went super wide, <laughs> like went off the track, so yeah. he did gain it. Yeah, it was good. It's but it funny. does race. It does race well this track, so it'll be exciting to see what sort of racing it produces this weekend. Let's take our eyes away from the front of the grid, uh, lads. I'd like to to look towards the mid and then the back of the pack. In terms of drivers who you will be watching come this weekend, Campy, is there anyone on your radar that's not part of that top sort of three or four teams? Hulk, Hulkenberg, Piastri. Um, looking to see our, our, one of the Alpines bounce back too. I think that would be the Gasly probably. Gasly, what do you mean bounce back? Gasly drove a mega yeah. race. 
last weekend or the yeah. weekend before last. So he should. That car finished fourth last year. <laughs> <laughs> finished ninth in the right. points. In the points, man. In the points. He started well out of the points. He qualified terribly. He did. He did. Yeah, but um, they're the ones I'm sort of. Yeah. So they're three on I'm, your list. I'm really keen to see what Hulk can do without. With the front wing intact. Uh, I mean, that just, just unlucky, right? That frustrates. For that guy to qualify, I mean, I know his lap got deleted in Q3, so he started 10th, but just to get there for him back, it was awesome. But to get damage on the first lap, that is just – that Some shows the brutalness of our sport sometimes. Yeah. So I want to see him repeat that effort and then go on with it over a full need race. That Aston front wing because that thing was indestructible. Yeah, it had like five <laughs> knocks and it just kept going. Oh, yeah, um, the teammate on teammate crime in that team. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Alex Albon. I think really interesting. Got into the points. I think he's determined this year to prove that he's worth keeping around in the grid. Maybe elevating from a Williams team when his contract is up and mm. looking for a, another shot in a big team. And he's got something to prove. And I mean, Logan Sargent did well, but Alex Albon's there to prove that he is the dominant driver. And then I want to see my boy Yuki do well again. I want to see him make sure he continues to stay ahead of his teammate and Nick DeVries because that's he's trying to prove as well that he deserves one day to get a shot in that Red Bull. Is there no internal Dutch struggle when you say things like nah. that? Just curious. He seems like a legend. Nick DeVries seems like a nice guy, but I want to go have a beer with Yuki. There's a song in that. Uh, <laughs> what about teams to watch then, lads? Because I think for... And probably for me, it's Williams is, is the reason why you said Alex Albon, but also Logan Sargent, the way that he was able to, to put Solid together a lot drive. of his laps. That Williams camp, he looks a lot better than he has done probably since Valtteri Bottas right. was driving it. You're right. Uh, and, it, and they're going to want to push as hard as they possibly can that mid-pack, aren't they? The, oh, I hate to say it, but that's the car for me this week. On this. The car for me. Put that the, on a shirt. This car, is the no, segment. The car, the car for me. The car for me this week. Highlights. <laughs> Front wheel drive. <laughs> Most likely to crash. Oh, and he's taken it away. That's uh, totally, not where I saw that going. Totally, totally. You look at like their form they've got. <laughs> I just think that car will step out of massive the quick rear end. on the straights though. Yeah, it's quick. It's slippery. But then you're worried about but the... But, man, even watching testing and watching the race, going through those high-speed corners, the inputs that the drivers were putting into it, they are not planted. They are not stable. That is what will happen when those guys are going around some of those really tight, fast sections yep. where it's stopping and changing. The back end's going to step out and put them both in the So what in I'm hearing, opinion. if Alex Albon makes it into the points, you're going to be very impressed and give him a lot of credit for driving I'll tell you that what, I will pig put, of a car. I will put Albon in my fantasy team Ooh, this weekend just like for it. you, Tommy. Yes. Right? Please do that. Yes. So I, I don't can need to worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to worry because the rest of my team's killing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know where I went. <laughs> I was shocking. Uh, what about you, TT? What team are you going to be watching? I would like to see some more from Alpha. I want to see what's mm. going on there. I feel like yeah, good call. we got to see little bits, but we didn't get to see a lot. And that team seems all right. Yeah. I think that they're, they're building on the success that they kind of started last year. VB obviously is been around long enough to know how this works. Yeah. He started really strong last year, but the car development fell away. So it'd be nice to see if that car continues to develop, if he can maintain. And I, I'm picturing Valtteri having like a Gasly season 
last year. So far and away, the dominant points getter for the team, really dragging that team up into the mid-pack uh, is what I'm seeing. He can really take that car to another level. Yeah. I'm not sure that was the best example considering they finished ninth. <laughs> no, but... You mean the year before that? I'll take no, the year before even, that. Like, I think last year they started well. Like yeah. he had good good results and then the car development just stopped. Yeah, well, there yes. was none. That's <laughs> what I mean. So but, I understand. But they started Fair the season enough. with a couple of good results and Look, then the car stopped. You are, you're right. I think Alfa Romeo... Yeah. I mean, they VB performed brilliantly well last weekend, didn't yep. he? Uh, what a driver. What a haircut. We are very excited to see the mullet fly uh, in Australia when he's here. Now, who has the most to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this with Ferrari has the most to do to keep themselves genuinely in the championship fight because it was a bit of a clown show last weekend, wasn't it, Campy? Yep. I think McLaren has the most to do. They're not even in this championship at the moment. They're not even battling for points at the moment. So they've got to get – they've got to pick their game up big time. I know there's conversations about them trying to get the Red Bull engine for 2026 and, you know, Williams is also deciding who they'll go with. Is that not the most McLaren on. thing you've ever heard? Yeah, to a- jump ship to a different provider every time. Well, there also there was also rumours about Honda – as well. Coming back. So anyway. For 2026. But, you know, yeah, I think McLaren. Which have, will be Ford, though. That'll be a Ford power unit, a Ford-branded Red Bull powertrain yeah. power unit in the McLaren. Honda designed, <laughs> Red Bull-branded, and made better with a Ford batch on it. Great. Sign me up for an F350. <laughs> Let's go. Julie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I want a Bronco. Anyway, uh, in terms of... How the race then looks, gents? Are we looking forward to what this weekend has to offer? Always, always. F1's the best sport, second best sport in the world behind rugby union. Best sport. (laughs) (laughs) What podcast are we on again? It'll be great. It'll be a cracking race this weekend, (laughs) even though we're in the desert. Tommy T? I'm excited for the race. I'm less excited for the 4 a.m., if I'm honest. Hmm. That's the only hesitation I have. Aren't we coming to your place to watch it? We do. At 4 a.m. Yeah. If you like. Oh. Um, <laughs> we do. Um, look, let's talk about that Off, offline. offline. <laughs> uh, the great thing is, though, that Oz Grand Prix is, is very shortly after this. Um, and then we have about a month off until we go to Azerbaijan, <laughs> um, which is a massive thing. Now, let's have a look at your predictions for this weekend. Uh, Tommy T, who do you think will take a podium? Uh, I think it's going to be the same as last week. Yep. Max. Two Red Bulls Alonso, and, a, and a Fernando Checo. Alonso. Three Alonso, Red maybe second. Maybe we'll just shuffle it around, but mm. same three. He'll oh. certainly take more risks than Checo. Big time. Fernando Alonso seems to be at one with the car. I think Max, Checo, Charles. Great. I think Alonso. Um, win. Alonso yep, win. Alonso win. Uh, Max and then well, Hulkenberg. If Alonso's winning, Max can't be there. <laughs> Why not? I would love to see what race that looks like. Watch watch what happens. <laughs> hope It'll right. be Red Bull bloody power unit problems. Don't forget they were managing something at the end of that. I mean. Um, yeah, Max seemed to be struggling. Uh, well, no, but if you listen <laughs> back to the team radios, they were telling him to slow down for some reason. I I'm think Max sure. put that thing to about 50% power after about 10 laps and just co- coasted. Tell that what, in, in testing, 10 laps and 10, they hasn't, haven't turned it up since. Nah, it's just sitting there in idle. Uh, He's chilling. All right. <laughs> Fantasy team, very important. Um, good news, I've copied almost your whole team. Have you? Now, here's the thing. If you haven't. Am I winning? Nope. If uh, you haven't. Yeah, that hasn't changed since last weekend. Nothing's happened, but. 
What I will say is that I didn't realize how to use this thing. There are a thing, dear listener, called chips that you can use and you can use chips each round, including times three. You don't have, <laughs> do you have Yuki? Yeah. I thought you had um, Joe. I subbed him out. It's anyway. a great, it's a great podcast when you walk away from the <laughs> microphone. Uh, uh, it is, but you, if you go and select chips, you can do what I've done, which is three times Max Verstappen and then two times Sergio Ooh. Perez. Which is why, because I, I was bemused, like, why the hell are these people scoring significantly more? Uh, it turns out if you read the rules and understand the game better, you'll do better. And you can join our fantasy league if you want to, listener. You can find the link in the description of the show notes, uh, which is either below or back if you are listening on Spotify or you can go to our website, lakesidedrive.com.au, and you will see it all there. Uh, and also you should uh, join the Discord. Now, lads, the Australian Grand Prix, it's in a couple of weeks' time. It's very exciting. Two things are happening. I get to chat with Juan Pablo Montoya, which is which is hey. awesome. Uh, as part of that deal, though, and deal is no deal, but realistically, uh, I've been talking with people who are there. He's doing a chat on a Thursday night, uh, the Thursday night ahead of the Grand Prix uh, at Crown Casino with his son, who's currently racing in Formula Three. Yep. Um, and uh, you can find a link to that, and the tickets are there. Uh, and actually very well priced and it will be bloody awesome to see. But we're giving away five double passes to that too. So all you need to do is jump on our Instagram. There is a pinned post. You will see how you can win tickets. It's pretty simple. You've got to follow the page and then just tag the person you want to go with. That's it, really. Love it. Which is try and keep it super simple. Um, but if you would like to try and organize some kind of beers or some situation around the Australian Grand Prix Lister and you feel like that's a good idea, jump into our Discord and jump into our Discord server of Grand Prix catch and let us know. We might try and do that. We had a really good catch-up with a couple of you at the end of last uh, last round. Was it qualifying? Yeah, it was qualifying, wasn't it? Or practice day, one of the days. Practice it- Friday. Yes, Friday, Friday afternoon beers. Friday. Well, you could do Friday yep. afternoon beers again. Saturday oh. could be a go-to. That sounds all bloody fantastic. Maybe. But otherwise, yes. there is a hell of a lot of content coming out. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm certainly doing it. So uh, it's there for you to listen to. If you haven't yet realised that, though, I do talk about press conferences, so I take all the juicy bits and pieces out of the press conference and digest that for you down into about a six to ten minute episode Um, and the same with an F1 Weekend Ahead episode, which takes out all the juicy bits and pieces of all of my favourite F1 journalists where they give me a little bit of goss to talk about. Uh, But that's it. Otherwise, in terms of a preview for this uh, very early race that allegedly we're all going to Tommy T's to watch before we record a podcast, which is the best television setup, though, to watch a Grand Prix. It's not bad. Dual screen. Dual screen. Good good setup, setup, right? It's all the way. Stole it off me. The dual setup? No, you didn't. That's good. (laughs) Great. What a place to win. The missus wouldn't let that through, Cam. No. <laughs> Not a chance. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed, you can leave a rating or review and subscribe if you want to. We'll see you for whatever the next episode is, which is only a couple of days' time ahead of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Thanks, fellas. You would be so good at the carols. You would be fantastic. You, Thank you. What's your favourite Christmas carol? That is your dream, isn't it? No. But it's my favourite favorite Good King Wenceslas looked out because it is a great, it's really, as someone who announces properly, it's great to get your mouth around the words. I feel attacked, actually. What do you mean by that? I'm not looking at you. (laughs) 